0: Recorded live.
1: Hello, everybody. It's December 15, 2015. I'm Eric Clancy, joined, as always, by Mr. Patrick Kelly. And we are here coming at you two days after TLC, one day after Raw. Um, Fair amount of things to talk about. There's a new trailer for Lucha Underground as well. Um,
0: Which was amazing, by the way.
1: Yes. Uh, And, you know, we we can wait down, count down until January when our our saviors return, and I'm sure if you are Lucha Underground fans, we will have more Lucha Underground for you on the show as far as guests, etc. <clears throat> okay, so, Pat, um, WWE has gone into crisis mode since we have last talked because the ratings get lower and lower every week, and everybody's like, oh, they don't care about the ratings. They don't, you know, like, but they do. I mean, it, the ratings are Well, I think this draw
0: indicates they clearly care about the ratings.
1: Yeah, and, it, like, so, uh, you know, people say they they don't care about the ratings, and they're like, oh, uh, you know, Vince doesn't care about the ratings. I think Disco Inferno said that or something um, on some idiotic podcast, and he said, y- you know, because they don't make any money from the commercials, USA makes money from the commercials. Well, hey, superstar, what do you think happens if USA is making less money on commercials? <laughs> you think it's going to fucking trickle down? Do you think those rights fees are directly related to how much money they can make off advertisers? I think so. So the idea that Vince and W.D. Wheat doesn't care about the ratings is silly. Of course they do. Are they the be-all, end-all? No, of course not. But, yeah, they care about them. Uh, and this Raw was a huge indication. Um, I, f- I mean, Vince being there, which they always do in times of ratings trouble... And doing something that we, to my knowledge, we haven't seen since the summer of 2011, and that's a title change on Raw, uh, a, a WWE World title change on Raw. Um, and I thought that was that was a, a big deal. And it it, I mean, the match I thought was was very good, and I thought that they actually did things right for once. I, I thought. You know, they still had Roman cutting awful promos, but the 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 ending segment on the the TLC show I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yo, I mean, Hunter. yeah, we're
0: still used to John Cena. Like, whenever he loses, we're so used to him just kind of brushing it off and be like, "Oh, it's okay, I'm still me." Yeah, la, la, la So it was nice to see Roman actually get mad <laughs> that he yeah. had been screwed over and actually like do something about it. So it was actually nice to see some level of character and story development there.
1: Yeah, and I mean uh Hunter sold like he was Mr. Perfect and um yeah, yeah the like it, the whole like two nights and I don't think TLC was a great show by any means. I thought it was like a meh show that had like a pretty good finish to it, but the fact was there was a story coming out of the show that played into the raw that ended the raw and like you were actually telling a story from one point to the next and that's something they don't do often. We we talk about it a lot, but, you know, they really just – they say they tell stories, but they don't. They just put on wrestling, and then they hope that it fuses together in some cohesion of, of a narrative, and, and most of the time they don't. But, I mean, I, I thought – I'm not going to say the Raw was good, but the Raw main event was very good, and – um I mean, it shows that, like, you know, people aren't just being contrarian and aren't just boo people to boo people. It's like certain things work. And, like, you know, that match was good, and people cheered Roman, and I enjoyed the match, and I thought it was good. And, like, it's like when wrestling works, it works. And if you do it I, correctly... i be honest.
0: I thought that the match they had on Raw was way better than the match they had at TLC the night before.
1: Well, and yeah, the TLC, I mean,
0: Yeah, the TLC match was the one with all the gimmicks and the, you know, no DQ and weapons and all that crap, so, again, you give it the right build-up, it, it works.
1: Well, yeah, see, that's the thing. I, I didn't, um... I, I liked the TLC match. That said, I completely get why the crowd shat all over it. Like, Mm-hmm. I thought the match itself was good. It was just them, like, beating the dog shit out of each other. The problem was that crowd was given no reason to care because the buildup for that match was so bad. You and I didn't get to talk about because we haven't had a show in a few weeks, but that whole tater tots segment the, the week before was, like, Awful. And it was just like, it was like a bad joke. He's like, I don't want to get in the ring. You've got a table in the ring. Okay, I'll move the table. I'm not getting in the ring. You've got a ladder in the ring. All right, I'll get. Re-. It's just like, oh my God. It's just like, get to the fucking point already. It took too long. It was immature. It was silly. And like, nobody cared about any of it. That's why they're chanting for Cena and CM Punk and like anyone else but the two guys are in the ring. And I mean, Seamus, like, like, to his credit, I mean, he's a good worker, but holy God, people just don't want to see him do anything. Like, it's just, like, it's just who he is. And I know they like to judge people based on, like, their first impressions and how people look, but you got to be objective, and you got to look at the audience and how they react to people. Seamus, as far as the audience goes, almost nothing good ever happens with this guy. <laughs> I mean, every time time you think of, like, a match where, like, the crowd goes crazy and they're weird, it's like a Sheamus match because, like, nobody gives a shit one way or the other. I know Sheamus likes to say, I get a reaction from people, but he really doesn't. I mean, it's just, I mean, if the reaction is bored, not paying attention, and no longer interested in your show, then, yeah, you're getting a reaction. I'm glad you're excited about that, but he really doesn't garner any reaction.
0: Yeah, the most I've ever marked out for Seamus was uh when I found out he was playing Rocksteady in the new uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So, oh hey, Rocksteady's in the new movie. Took twenty years or so, but finally we got yeah. him in the movie.
1: Yeah, they did not have them in, <laughs> in the movies. Um Well that I mean and and to a point, that's because the original Ninja Turtles movies, at least the first the first two, are based on the Eastman and Laird comic books. Whereas these ones are based on the Saturday morning cartoon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so there you go. Um, okay, so where do we start?
0: Um, well, we have a new WWE champion. In case we yeah, didn't make that so, point so clear.
1: I mean, I'm assuming listening to this, you know what happened on Raw, but Roman Reigns wins the the title. Um, in a cool match, and a match where something of consequence happened, and a title changed. and I don't think you should have the title change every Raw, like in 1999, because that would make it worthless, but, you know, having it change once in a while, and you're like, hey, whoa, better not miss this. I mean, I saw that title change coming a mile away, which I thought most people did, because the ratings were (laughs) in the shitter, and you knew they wanted to do something to kind of get it back out of it, but it was still cool seeing it happen, because... You know, it's 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 a title change. It's it's the WWE World Title, and that's a big deal. So, um, I thought the match was good. Um, I, you know, it's they should. I I I'm, I can see obviously the Royal Rumble main event. I mean, World Title match at least being Roman and Sheamus. But you know, I would just throw a curveball in there. Like, WWE so often just does the expected thing, and they're like, you guys are feuding, so you're going to have these matches constantly forever until we decide to arbitrarily end the feud. But, you know, like Vince Russo talks about every Monday night, we would throw out the wrestling rule book. We would throw it out. And while I don't condone throwing out the entire thing and not paying attention to anything – I think that they should go ahead and maybe once in a while throw it out. And instead of, like, having Roman Reigns and Sheamus at the pay-per-view, have, like, Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler, like, just fucking out of nowhere. And, like, I'm not saying don't build it up, but just have two guys that don't interact or throw something different in there and have, like, re- like oh, Sheamus, you have to win a match to get your your, your rematch, and it's against this guy, and then he wins, and you you have that. So, I don't know, just do something a little different as opposed to the exact same thing over and over and over. But uh, I did like the main event. I thought it ended the show on a nice note. And, I mean, the ending of anything is always the most important part because it, it really kind of has that – keeps that lasting feeling with you. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I thought that was good.
0: Yeah, it was one of the – turned out overall it was one of the better Raws of the year. So it's nice that they kind of snuck that one in there right at the end, right before uh, – Right before, the
1: year right before was over, all the they've good been on ones a pretty that
0: bad come up, strength. like the slammies and the the
1: taped ones. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would just love like an old school ass like Raw, where it's like just taped and like in a small ass arena, and you're like just like the old Raws and stuff. Remember when they had like uh, what I always liked? Remember in '97 when like. For the most part, 97 was running a lot bigger arenas, but occasionally, occasionally they would run smaller arenas and it would look really weird and out of place, but it was awesome. It, like, looked different and stuff. I will give you two examples. They're in, I want to say, somewhere in New England. I don't think it's it's Worcester, but for the 97 Christmas show when Triple H fought Shawn Michaels, you know the one I'm talking about?
0: Yes. Was that and, the one where it was for the European title and they yes. kind of just dicked around? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was in, like, it's in the same building they do the night. There's a, in September 94, they have a bunch of tapings um, and they do it in the same place. Um, I care. it's somewhere in Massachusetts. And then they do another one. It's, I want to say it's the night after WrestleMania 14. And it's it's in, like, it's in some building that's got, like, maybe – it doesn't have two levels. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> it, it, that's the one that, that had the uh, New Age Outlaws uh, beat Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie in the main event in the cage um, to get the title. And they joined
0: back. DX, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that no, was Okay. A, uh, yeah, just give me one of those arenas. Like, that's what I miss, Raw looking different each week.
0: Oh, that's been a problem for years, unfortunately. Where every show, like, even the pay-per-views, they all look exactly the same, and it's just—we uh, talked about it a while ago when NXT did that one show in uh, Ohio, I think it was. And it had yeah, like, yeah, weird, yeah. Like, When they
1: came out there, like that that stage, and they had to like walk around like like a like a in, in a in a like um like a oh, fuck. What is it? Like an S, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, they look great, and it was, you know, we haven't seen it since, so it kind of makes that show stand out a little bit, and we don't really get that much anymore.
1: Yeah, it it sucks. I mean, like, I've always kind of, like, felt that way, like, with the homogenized look of it. I mean, do you remember, like, the old ECW shows when, like, people could, like, jump off the ramp into the ring, and it was, like, weird but cool, Um I liked that, I liked, I mean, the shows looked so much different, you know, and like, that's what, one of the things, and they don't really do it anymore, I, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they've done this in like, a long time, I, I at least say five years or so, but Madison Square Garden, you would always get that different camera angle, you would always get mm. the shot, it, the, the entrance would be in the, the hard camera, you know? Right,
0: right, and they don't do that anymore, now.
1: They don't. I feel like it was like the '08 Royal Rumble the last time they did that.
0: That's the last time I remember seeing it. Yeah. And Cause it's the same because again, like you said, it looked cool. It looked different.
1: Yeah, it was like, and you are always like, "Oh, that's Madison Square Garden." Like, and that may have been the shot. You know, that that was like the, um, like like the shot they did in in, in years past and wanted to keep it out of tradition, but yeah, I don't know why they don't do it anymore. Also, you know, it's an an interesting thing. They always had the hard camera on the other side up until, I want to say, December 97. Mm. Do you notice that? Like,
0: No, I never did.
1: The entrance ramp was on the right. Like, if you're watching the TV, it was on your right, and then it switches, and then it's on the left.
0: Interesting. I'll have to go back and look at some of the, yeah, you know. Yeah, check out that WWE Network for nine ninety nine and yeah, go watch some of those old shows.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's I want to say December ninety seven is when it, the the hard camera position switches, um, which I I personally prefer the rights. I don't know why, but I prefer that way. I, maybe <laughs> maybe I just feel it's. I don't know. I don't like it that the other way.
0: Well, then again, that's another thing that they could maybe change up once in a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know how their production setup goes so. I'm sure it's more cost effective to do it that way, but whatever. Um Okay, so what else do we have? Uh did you, was there anything else that jumped out at you at TLC that you like enjoyed or I mean, obviously um, the the, the, I, the ladder match. the ladder, ladder
0: match was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I, it was a
0: spot fest, but it was crazy, so
1: Yeah. Um I yeah, they did some really cool stuff there. I feel like they've got some mileage in this if they want to keep like kind of doing that. Dudley's, Hardy's, E and C thing, and just keep going with it. Um, they could probably, uh-huh. you know, get some mileage out of it. Um, although, as we'll see the next night, the New Day like are like, "Hey, we respect you," and then the other teams are like, "Fuck you for doing that."
0: <laughs> the morality of the WWE babyface is really bizarre. I the, I, I just don't understand the it. Best I part really was don't. The
1: fans like booed them, though.
0: Yeah, I I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I no, like, I mean, the fans booed the baby food, food, was, uh, like Lucha apples. Dragons
1: and Usos for attacking them, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and they should, because they were wrong. So, it's yeah, the fans know what's up, but the writers, I, I don't think they know, like, what's right and wrong anymore. I I don't know. It didn't make any sense.
1: They're just like, hey, you're a good guy, so
0: Cause you we can said do whatever so. you want.
1: <laughs> um
0: yeah, one thing I did like, um even though um I thought the match on Rob the next night was better, but I am really happy that the Wyatts went over twice,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree i just wish I wish the Wyatts had just gone over like it wouldn't have even i wouldn't have had anyone take the pin for the wyatts or or take take a fall um mm-hmm. second of all, fucking hey, like bubba Ray Dudley and Tommy Dreamer were so embarrassing in there. It was just like they didn't know what they were doing ninety percent of the time.
0: (laughs) No, they didn't.
1: It was it was very awkward. Um, Yeah, no, thank God the Wyatts went over. Like I'm fucking sick of hearing everybody talk about the Wyatts. Like they can do anything when in case with kayfabe they're like the worst wrestlers ever like Shawn Michaels is on that podcast and he's like who do you like And Shawn, first of all can we stop asking Shawn Michaels about the Survivor Series I'm so fucking sick of it like who doesn't know every single thing about that night like, honestly, do you want more opinions about the Survivor Series? I fucking can't escape the Survivor Series. It's all anybody fucking talks about. They're like, oh, so you, you did this thing where, yeah, fucking A, there's been nine specials on it. I don't need to know who suggested it. I know Triple H suggested it. I know he was in the room. I know Sean... Uh, took the spot because Brett suggested I know fucking everything about that night. I don't need it. And Austin's already done a podcast with Michaels where he's talked about it. So it's like fucking insane. I swear to God. WWE markets the fuck out of the 1997 Survivors or is like the Mets market the 1986 Mets. I don't fucking care anymore. I don't want to see it. God damn it.
0: <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, it's kind of like become the Scott Norwood kick as far as, like, major sporting events go where, you know, they just show it constantly. And I'm with you. I'm at a point where I feel like haven't we gotten all we can out of this? I mean, it's kind of done. I mean, Brett and Sean made up. We've heard about it eight billion times. There's really not a whole lot of ground left to cover. I'd also out here. like
1: to point out that everybody acts like the world exploded when that thing happened, and like, like I mean, uh, people in the know were like, "Oh man, it was a double cross," but casual fans were just like, "Sean beat Brett. That was it. That was the only yeah. thing that happened." And then you're like, "That was weird. He didn't tap out, and that was it." Because I was like, "A," I, I mean. I had watched for however many years, but I wasn't completely attuned to what was going on backstage, and I was just like, oh, okay. And most people were like that. They were like, yeah, Austin beat Owen. That was it. That was the fucking extent of it. There was no, like, like shit didn't explode. It, it, like, it, 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 the, the impact that it had, yes, I understand that. But people act like the next day, they're like, oh, my God, did you see what happened? They really didn't. They were just like, oh, here were the results of the matches. I know, because I was in school and that was the 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 uh demo that they were going for. Um
0: <laughs>
1: So anyway, um but yeah, yeah, I actually
0: didn't see the podcast. Now I'm glad I don't need to.
1: It's like I mean, it's it's the same thing he says every time. I mean he does talks. He does like talks with Brett. Where he like answers questions. So the and he has a book. So if you don't know Shawn Michaels' opinion on like every single thing, then I don't know what to tell you because it's all out there constantly. Um. So he says that he thinks the guys that can take the WWE of the future are Rollins, which he's probably right about. Ziggler, which he's probably wrong about. Um, At this point, yeah. Ambrose, which he may be right about, and then Bray Wyatt, which he's like. Bray's cool He's not my kind of guy But I really like him He's like the Undertaker For this generation The fuck he is If Undertaker Was like Bray Wyatt They'd be like Oh man Jake, Jake Roberts Just beat Undertaker At Wrestlemania Jake Roberts Is coming back At SummerSlam Oh he just beat Undertaker Like he would be you, Undertaker would Never beat anybody Like And fucking A man Undertaker never lost Like he I, I, on, on top of uh, Until like 97 And even after that Undertaker didn't lose much He would lose to like Austin and like Rock, maybe, but, but not a lot. But yeah, when, when are the times Undertaker lost? He'd like lose to screwy finishes to like the champion. Oh,
0: whenever he lost it, it would almost always be like the world fell on top of him, like the Royal Rumble '94 or like the matches with mankind. It would be, you because they made a big deal that oh, fully beat Undertaker. It's Like, yeah, but it was always like some royal screw job that caused it and there was always like instances where like five guys would beat him up or something or there'd be a run in or or something would happen. I mean Undertaker almost never lost clean. Uh, yeah up until and about. like you know
1: or there'd be like some weird like what happened at um was it 96 96 Royal Rumble Diesel interfered. Um I didn't yeah, and
0: him... won that match.
1: Oh yeah, he beat him by DQ, didn't he?
0: Yep, yep. Yeah,
1: so okay. Yeah, no, so he like beat everybody. Um Bray Wyatt, like, I mean, let's go back. I mean, loses to Undertaker and Kane, loses to Roman Reigns. Uh I guess they win in a six man, but who cares? Um I I wanna say, does he what was it at SummerSlam? Did he he lost?
0: I think him, like, yeah, I think it was him and Harper versus Reigns and Ambrose. And I- Honest God couldn't tell you who won that battle. Yeah,
1: he beat Roman at, like, Battleground, which, like, I mean, you knew that was the beginning, so no one cared. Uh, what the hell did he do in, like, the weeks leading up to, the, like, the the months after that? What did he do in the spring? I don't even remember.
0: I don't even I And mean, I know he had the feud with Undertaker. He lost at Mania, but then still acted like he won.
1: Oh, then he beat Ryback. Like, it's it's just this fucking, like, yo-yo, back-and-forth... Like, okay, and then they bring back Undertaker, and you're like, oh, he's finally going to win. Oh, no, he doesn't. Okay, and then Undertaker and Kane leave. So, cool. That's fucking hilarious. Like, like I, I feel like everybody acts like they these are normal things, and then when it's time to do them, they're like, no, no, no you can't do that. Like, I remember the, the old thing with Jake Roberts. Was it with Muhammad Ali in WCW where he came in, or, or somebody, some boxer or something came in, and he was going to knock everyone out? And he punched Jake, and Jake, like, no-sold and walked to the back. And they're like, what are you doing, Jake? And he's like, I have to be here tomorrow. He doesn't. And, like, mm-hmm. I I mean, we all know this. I mean, it's not like I'm saying some, like, smart, like, thing that no one's ever heard of. It's, it's obvious. Like, you put over the guy that's going to be there, the guy that you're investing in. Like, if I have, you know, 28-year-old Bray Wyatt or 50-year-old Undertaker – and Undertaker's probably not going to be around for more than a year, like, tops, then I'm probably going to put Bray Wyatt over him. Because I could theoretically get, like, 15 to 20 years out of Bray Wyatt, and I could build his character, and in the long run, there's more value in him. But for some reason, they're just interested in having Undertaker do signature moves so people can clap, and then there you go, and it's such a short-term yeah. dumb move. I, I, I don't understand it beyond Vince's friends and loves Undertaker. Like, uh, like it's yeah. It's really and big.
0: okay, here's the compromise. Here, it's like, all right, if you don't want to have Bray Wyatt go over the Undertaker, then don't book the fucking match.
1: Yeah, well, they act him like,
0: up against, like, fucking Zack Ryder or something. What's the difference?
1: They act like they're doing him a favor. And, you know, I get it if it doesn't matter. Like, when Punk wrestled Undertaker at WrestleMania 29, it really didn't matter if Punk lost. I mean, it, cool, it would have been nice if he won. But, you know, it, it was like he was in that spot, fine. But, like, Bray's a guy that hasn't been established. And every time they put him in one of those spots, he comes out looking like a joke. The Cena feud was terrible for him. The Undertaker mm. feud was, was not good for him either. He's been damaged by a lot of these feuds. I, I mean, the Daniel Bryan thing was really good and helped him a lot. And, of course, once that happened, then Cena was like, Hello! How are you doing, sir? I'd like a program. And and it's just, you know, like... It's not a... you know, it wasn't...
0: No, I mean they don't. They clearly don't have long term plans for these guys, and that's that's part of the problem. Uh, even Roman Reigns, who's, who's their big, you know, their big golden boy, the guy that they basically handpicked to be the top guy, they did shitty things with him and his build up to, to the top. So, which is why the crowds turned on him, but uh, among other reasons. But um, yeah, they just they don't know how to book stars anymore. It's just I don't I don't get it, but it, it is what it is.
1: Well, you know, and you, uh, you know, the one thing I will say going into Wrestlemania, and I said this a few weeks ago, I'm really glad I don't know what the main event's going to be, that, like, I can't tell you how refreshing that is. Now, I don't mean that in the way like, oh, I'm so excited because they could just throw a bunch of shit at the wall, but ever since, I want to say Rock and Cena, they've started booking these events, whether it's been in public or in private, but everybody knew what they were going to be. You knew it was Cena and Rock. You knew it was Cena and Rock. Uh, You knew it was going to be – well, actually, here's the funny thing. You thought it was going to be CM Punk winning the title at at, um, 30. Like, that seemed to be the way that they were going. And then in December, it came out, Orton and uh, and Batista. And you're like, uh, okay – And then the next year, you knew Roman and Lesnar. So for the most part, for the past four years, we know who's been in these main events. And I'm kind of excited. We're almost through December, and we don't know. I mean, they could go in a lot of directions. They could go reigns Cena, which has been talked about. They could go Reigns-Lesnar. They could go Reigns-Ambrose. They could go, um, I know it's been talked about Reigns-Brian, because... Some people think that's a work. I, I you know, I don't know, but there's like a bunch of things that they could do. Um I like I like speculating. I, I like not knowing. I like not knowing that they're like, Vince has decided that Roman Reigns is gonna challenge for the title regardless of what happens in the next fucking seven months. That's the main event. Hooray. You know, I, I like that yeah. we don't have to do that. So I guess while we're here, while we're speculating, Royal Rumble is the next pay per view. Who do you think is going to win it?
0: If I had to guess right now, I would say Brock Lesnar. He wins the Royal Rumble, and then it's Lesnar reigns at WrestleMania. That's my guess right now, but that could, like you said, that could just as easily change. It could be Triple H in Roman. That's another match I've heard thrown around.
1: For the title?
0: Uh, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, it is Triple H, so you'd think, yeah, it probably would be for the title. But, That's a terrible uh,
1: idea. I think it's going to be either Lesnar or Cena. Yeah, I yeah, think I'm
0: thinking Lesnar, but uh, it could be Cena. There, there's a lot of different ways they can go.
1: Um, I mean, I'm not super into Lesnar and Reigns, because, you know, we saw it last year, and, I mean, not not into it. <laughs> I don't, think <laughs> if, if they want Reigns to be the face, that's a good idea. So, um, uh, you know, I, and I'm even wondering what I would do in, like, a, um, in like uh, a fantasy booking situation, I would I I would hope they would get the intercontinental title back on Owens so you could do Owens and Zayn because I think that would be like the first time in like twenty years you'd have an intercontinental title match with any pizzazz on it on the show. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know why not use Re- why not use the Rumble and Mania to make a star. Why not have I mean I'm just throwing this out there. Why not have Ambrose who's in dire need of like something to just give him a kickstart, win the Royal Rumble, just go full lunatic on Roman that, you know, he's the shield member that's been left beside or to the wayside. Just have him frothing at the mouth, just like something insane. And then you have this feud where you have the dynamic dynamic where, you know, Roman wants to win, but he, he, he fears for his best friend's mental health, and, and Dean Ambrose is just trying to destroy Roman. So you have a bit of, bit of a different conflict there as opposed to that. And then, of course, you get two guys main eventing um, in a spot who, one, has only done it once, and two, and then a second guy who's never done it, and you get them some experience and you actually put them in a spot where they can make something of themselves as opposed to having a part-timer every year, and then you're like, my roster doesn't know how to do anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and I, that, I think that's an idea that could work too. I, it makes me wonder if uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. triple threat was maybe that was an idea that was on the table until Rollins got hurt. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'd be interested in seeing Dean Ambrose main event at WrestleMania, if they could get him built up well enough to that point.
1: I think it was between the S.H.I.E.L.D. triple threat and Lesnar and the Reigns. Or I know they talked about Lesnar, Reigns, and Rollins, which once again that was the match I saw last year. I don't really need to see it again.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, okay, that's it. So we Wyatt. Um, uh, Who else is? Oh, um, Ziggler and, and Ambrose had a decent match, um, uh, and Owens. Comes out is the worst person um, I think that could be a good like triple threat I think that'd be like you could have a good match For the title at the Survivor Series between those three I I really like That they're I'm not saying they've done Major steps with this because they Haven't but they are taking small steps Small steps that could be Undone in an instant by the way With the Intercontinental title Like yeah. you know Owens held it for a while And he wasn't losing he was actually Just straight up beating people um, Ambrose wins, it's a big deal, the match is good, and they're making sure the IC title is between guys who are at the IC level. Like Ziggler, Ambrose, and Owens are guys that, yeah, those are guys that are just a cut above the top the top tier, and those are the guys that you'd, you you want to see working. I mean, people, they wonder why that belt doesn't mean anything, and you're like, well, I mean, you know, if the champions suck or aren't on that level, or it's treated as a third-level title, then that's what it's going to be. I mean, you know, if you look at, you know, you look at Pedro Morales when he held it, he was just right under that that spot. Same with Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and, like, The Rock and Steve Austin, they were always guys that were just right under that main event cusp. If you start giving it to Wade Barrett when, you know, I love Wade Barrett, but if Wade Barrett loses every match... Like, okay, cool, the Intercontinental title fucking sucks then. Why do I want that thing, you know? like Yeah, and
0: to the reference history, again, uh, that second-tier title, I mean, I remember back in the day when WCW would do their rankings, the U.S. champion was always ranked number one, like the number one contender, and for whatever reason, he couldn't actually face the world champion, but there was this idea that whoever was the secondary champion was ranked very, very highly up there.
1: Well, they did in PWI, they did the same thing with... Um... The Intercontinental title too. They they always had those as the number one contenders because I guess there was like some old territory um, idea that you were the number one contender and you could use that to challenge at any time. Apparently, no one ever did it. I don't know why, but that was um yeah that was the the idea. I guess Lucha
0: Underground's kind of doing that now with the Gift of the Gods championship.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which the Gift of the Gods is. I like it because they're, like, doing their own thing with it. And it's like, I need time to promote this shit, so you're not going to, you know. I just like, oh, it's so nice that they're, like, real people. It's funny that I'm talking a show about real people when they're, like, you know, one's a human dragon and one's, like, a a man-eating crazy person, you know. Um, (laughs) It's funny. Um, All right, so uh, Intercontinental title, um, tag teams. Uh, what else do we have going on? Oh, (laughs) Neville and Tyler, Tyler Breeze. My, how the mighty have fallen a year ago. I feel like we had matches with Neville and Tyler Breeze for the NXT championship and Holy God, you know, like those matches were awesome and the buildup was fantastic when, you know, Tyler Breeze called them like a hobbit, and you know now it's just like, oh, geez, this is it. Like they just have this standard match, and then he hits him with the red arrow and, and and wins. Miz somehow being like the best part of the show, best part of the match, and yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's uh, I, I'm wondering well, it's that
0: same thing we always talk about when they don't give you a reason to care, you're not gonna care. It's just. And I, I was so fearful when they brought him up. I'm like, please don't fuck up Tyler Breeze. Please don't fuck up Tyler Breeze. They've they've already fucked him up. How, how long has it been? Five weeks? And he's already, like, a non-factor on the well, show. Well, it's just,
1: like, he's just, he's, it's, it's the same thing it always is. You know, he's, like, no, no one, like, grows. No one changes. No, it's just like, here you are. You're a model guy. So, there you go. And, then, and you yeah. wrestle
0: every week. So, yeah. Exactly. Did you get the? NXT, um, again, he would wrestle once, win, and then he'd cut promos for two or three weeks, and then he'd wrestle another guy and he'd beat them all because he was good. And then you know there was an idea that he was a top contender, and now he's just oh he's just another guy.
1: Yeah. Um, you know. Did you get the the poll last week or the mm-hmm. the, um, the 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 study the fan study? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, they I got one. They they asked like, what do you like in in comparison between NXT and WWE, and and you know I I made points on like one the show's too long, one the characters make more sense in NXT, like you can like build stuff over time in in NXT, et cetera, et cetera. And they, like, they're still asking, like, all the wrong questions. Like, do you see enough of your favorite superstars on Raw? I'm like, fucking A, that's not the problem. Like, you see too much of them. Stop it.
0: You get me to a point where I don't want to see them anymore.
1: Yeah, and it's like they, they're they so confused about that. They're like, would more John Cena help?
0: <laughs> yes, that would make everything better.
1: Yes, it would. um Yeah. So uh, yeah, I got that thing last week, but
0: um, that's hilarious. I wish I'd gotten it. I would have. I would have had a field day with that.
1: I did. I, they're like, "What do you, what do you dislike about the main show?" It was basically they're like, "What? Well, how can we make this one like this one?" I was like, "You can talk to Triple H. You know, he's uh, <laughs> he's on the te- he's 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 in the company."
0: I mean, you do watch NXT, right? Presumably, somebody back there actually watches it and sees what people like about it, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Um, yeah. All right. What else do we want to talk about?
0: Um, I'm not sure about anything with WWE. Uh. uh well, speaking of NXT, they have their next takeover special coming up tomorrow night.
1: Yes. On um, at 3 p.m.
0: Oh, seriously? That early?
1: Sure. I believe so, yeah.
0: <clears throat> oh, that's right. It is in London, so that's probably affecting the time a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you but...
1: can see it. I think it's eight in London, but it's three here. Um, fortunately, I will be working, so I can't see it. But uh, it's um, it's Balor and Joe in the main event. Um, mm-hmm.
0: What else do we have? Uh, it's Balor, Joe, uh, Apollo Cruz, and Baron Corbin. Um you, uh, Bailey versus Nia Jax for the women's title, which I don't think that's going to be very good, but, uh, nothing against Bailey. I, I don't think Nia Jax is, I don't know. She just doesn't do it for me.
1: Well, I like that she's different.
0: Oh, I like the idea behind her. I just don't, I think she's still a little green.
1: Yeah. Well, let me, let me put this way. I'm still behind on NXT. So I've only seen the first Nia Jax match. Oh, okay. So I'm still like a month behind cause I was, um, I was uh, working and such, but (laughs) continue.
0: Yeah, um, there's Emma versus Asuka, which I think that's going to be the sleeper hit of the show. And for the tag titles, it's Enzo and Cavs challenging uh, Wilder and Dawson for the titles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, honestly,
0: it's probably their weakest takeover card that they've ever done, but they they can do something good with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think... um... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you. Part of me wants to be like you got to get Balor up to the main roster But then I'm like, do you really? Because that could not be good Because
0: um, he'll do the demon entrance Every single week
1: yeah, yeah. And he'll
0: be sick of seeing it
1: It takes so long
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah Alright Alright, uh, anything else that we should uh, Touch upon before we head out?
0: Uh, nothing more than I can think about. Uh, all you Star Wars fans out there, hope you all enjoy the movie this week. It's going to be great. I hope so. Anyway,
1: I hope it will. Uh, did you see what I posted about the star? The, like the fans after the star, the Phantom Menace are your worst nightmare.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. and history's kind of washed this away, but I remember the initial reaction to Phantom Menace was not as negative as. Oh if, no! It took, it took, it took a few years. Yeah, it, it really wasn't until about the time it came out on video that I started to see the backlash against it. But yeah. I think people were just in denial. Like, they, they didn't want to believe that there was a bad Star Wars movie. I
1: know, I agree. Yeah, yeah we'll see. I'm going to hold off a few days because um, I'm not going to be caught up in all that
0: Madness. Yeah, I I've got tickets opening night, so it's, it's going to be a blast. All right,
1: have fun in the madness. Um, all right. Oh, so, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Brainosaur for Weekdays Warriors of Wrestling. I'm Eric Clancy
0: alongside Patrick Kelly, and we are. signing off.